What's up, fellas? Hello, hello. What up? What's going on? What's up? Yo, Daniel. Not a whole lot. How's it going? Oh, uh, I'm just hanging out. It's uh, it's getting colder over here. I'm, uh, yeah, it's getting colder. It's one of those. I'm flush with cash after their after their drops now. Oh. I actually don't think I got the Aptos airdrop. I'm, I was sleeping or something. I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. I got it, but I didn't sell it because I'm bullish on Aptos. But also, I did sell it right away. <laughs> there you also, go. Also, I did sell it. Two and one. What would you even have to do to get it? You had to mint uh, an NFT on Testnet. I think it was open for like a week, but nobody knew what, what it was for. They basically said, oh, we're just going to stress test the system. So just mint how many you want. Oh, wow. Was like any NFT or is it a specific one? It was one on the main website that like this oh, okay. app was tested NFT. I just minted it because I wanted to make a tweet about it. Free engagement. That that's So I got lucky. Nice, nice. That's sick. You guys buy any Aptos yet? You guys, uh, what are you guys thinking about the Aptos, the whole Aptos thing? I mean, it's 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 kind of early, right? It's uh, I think tomorrow we have the first real mint, like not a Degen mint or a mint that nobody knows. So depending on how that does, I think people are going to become more bullish or a bit bearish. I think it's going to be bullish because the first NFT always does well. So those who got that one are probably, you know, pretty lucky. And that's, uh, what is that? This Mingos and then what? There's something yeah. else, I think. It's Apto Mingos, which everyone is bullish about because it's free, right? They basically said, we're going to make it free. Uh, we don't want people to think we're a cash grab. Then you have the totes and every, and they don't even tell you the price. They're like, yeah, it's volatile. So we're not going to tell you the price until two hours before the mint. Wow. But they didn't even give a dollar price. Like, it's fucking stupid. Yeah, I forgot to submit submit my wallet for those, but I don't, I don't think I was even going to mint, mint the toads, to be fair. I think they're going to do well, but purely because they're early, not because they, you know, excelled at anything. Right. Right. Well, uh, I guess we'll uh, officially get the space started here. Welcome, uh, welcome ladies and gentlemen, to... Uh, Episode 33 of the Antisocial Show. Um, it's kind of crazy. We've been running this for a while. Episode 33. It's uh, been going for a while. So uh, welcome. Hope you're doing well today. Well, it's great to be back. There we go. <laughs> We're back with an easier name to pronounce, too. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So today we're joined by uh, Treyport, uh, formerly known as Byzantian. They were on here uh, a few months ago, and also the Bust and Boomers Aptos projects. I hope you guys enjoy the show today, and uh, I just want to say thank you to uh, Tradeport and the Boomers for coming on today. 
Uh, how you guys doing? Every day is a good day, right? So. Oh, there we go. <laughs> you love to hear it. I'm good. I'm just trying to yeah. manage all this chaos because it's like the whole of Solana is moving into Aptos, so it's crazy. Yeah, man. It's really uh, Aptos seems to be really bumping right now. Because um, I what's guess the, uh, what's the general consensus on Aptos? I know they got some heat with the pre mine and like token economics, but are people kind of have they rebounded from that and just been accepting, or what's kind of the general consensus? I think it's pretty much the same as what, when Nier was launching. People on Solado fudding, but they're still moving all you know all their money to it. Uh, the, the team did acknowledge those issues and they gave some answers on why it's not an issue. I didn't read it because I didn't care. I just want to you know buy NFTs, flip NFTs, make my budget mm-hmm. a success. And but yeah, no, I feel so, the same. It's a I VC mean... chain. It's like Solana. End of the day, right? So be careful with that. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just kind of looking forward to the NFTs because uh, like literally no one no one drops NFTs on near anymore, so I've kind of missed the days of just minting projects and getting into the discords, getting whitelists and stuff. I mean, uh, I'm a bit of a whitelist connoisseur myself, so it's good to be getting back to my roots. <laughs> there's, uh, there's, getting back to the roots. Yeah, there's nothing going on on near, and it's super boring. So that's what I'm looking forward to about Aptos. Be curious, Dion, because, I mean, I think a lot of the way Plutus and I, or Daniel and I would, call, you know, like, you got the majors, like, ETH, Solana, and then kind of like the AA chains. Do y'all think the NFT playbook for projects is going to look different in this in this round coming out of the bear market? Or what's your kind of view on that, Bus and Boomer? Uh, I think at the start, it's going to be pretty similar, especially since Aptos on launch already had so much work done, so many builders, right, from, from Solana, from Nier. Uh, so right now, it's basically copying the Solana playbook, play by play. Uh, I do think it's going to change in the end uh, with the programming being a little easier and the entry being a little easier. But yeah, I, I think the change is going to be gradual. I think if you're seeing this as like a whole complete new ecosystem where everyone is figuring everything out for the first time, that's not the case. Uh, a lot of people coming from Solana, a lot of builders came from Solana, the launch pads, the marketplaces. You know, some of them came from Nier, some of them came from Solana, some of them came from ETH. Uh, it's it's very little new teams that just starting NFTs on Aptos compared to Nier. And here you saw a lot of new builders and here you see a lot of established builders branching out. I was impressed looking around the ecosystem on Aptos just at the community sizes already. Like, is that real and organic? When you look at some of the discords and even some of the Twitters and, and things like that. And two, comparing it to Sweet, Sweet, it seems like they've built a larger community somehow already. It's it's fifty fifty. You know, some of these projects like Aptomingos, uh, like Broadbears, uh, even like Aptos Totes. They've been building their community for months, right? They started from zero. Uh, so those, I would say, are pretty organic. But then, you know, when I checked Aptos uh, this last few weeks, I've seen like 15 projects, which I've never seen before. You know, and Aptos is a small ecosystem. We've had weekly spaces. 
And it was the same, you know, eight projects building on this chain, which wasn't even out yet, all hanging around. None of these projects I've ever seen show up. I haven't even seen them, you know, gaining users. They just showed up with 10K users. While most projects that were slowly building have like 5K, 7K, uh, and some like Bra Bears, they have 20K. So I would say it's organic if you know which projects, you know, were ex- actually spent time building here. But if you see these random projects showed up that nobody's ever seen with 20K, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say they're bought it, but they're bought it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there is a lot of hype on Aptos right now, for sure. I mean, like, just if you look at, like, Bra Bears and Mingos, for an example, like, chat's always moving like crazy. Um so I mean, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it. I'm gonna get in on some of these mints for sure. Should be a good time. Yeah, it picked up like crazy. I mean, it it was actually slow as fuck for like the past I would say three weeks. It was their initial hype maybe two months ago, and then it just slowed down, and then almost nothing happened. And you know, those who who've been on early chains before know that it always slows down a bit, and then right before mainnet or at mainnet, it picks up again. Uh, yeah, so that was pretty much last week. I think, you know, a week ago or two weeks ago, we had zero interest outside, you know, the small amount of people that were in Aptos. So let's say maybe 2K people, 2K active users in total. And now since the start of this week, suddenly it's like, you know, 15K people that are, you know, trying to get all these projects and all these blue chips from Solana and near coming in the project. So... Yeah, it's fun. It's hype. Uh, but you always wonder, right? If all these people are coming in just because of the hype, are they willing to stay? Is it just going to be a flip and bounce? It's hard to tell. How does how does it compare to the early days of, uh, like the earliest days of Nier um, when the NFT community was just getting started there? Um, no, I wasn't really there at the very start of the kind of nft thing but i do remember there was um when i first got here there was um a few projects that were kind of on on top i guess you'd say it was like crypto ape gang like skull something um i think it might have been near knots and near punk so there wasn't really much going on at all really um but now if you look at aptos i mean i was looking at this spooks list um we had this this project on last week called the spooks and um, there's already 121 projects built, NFT projects, um, starting to build on Aptos. And I don't even know if there's 120 projects on near in total, to be honest with you. So it's pretty crazy, actually. I, I think it's uh, it's quite a bit more going on than, than early days in near, it seems like to me, at least. But we'll have to see how it how it goes in the next few weeks. I don't know. What's, uh, what's your take on that? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I was there during the early days of Nier. Uh, basically, what happened with Nier is you had all these artists just minting their NFTs on Paras, but they didn't know about Discord, they didn't do Twitter, and and they did quite well until the Solana projects uh, came and people who, to a certain extent, knew what they were doing. Uh, like ASAC was in the generation, Skelly's. Uh, Nier Nuts was one of the first, but nobody gave a fuck about them until they basically, after, I think... They minted out after ASAC already minted. Uh, could be wrong on that. Uh, so then basically the Solana meta or like the, the community building started and the whole old generation of artist-only projects, they basically died. 
yeah, on on Atos, like like I said, it's hard to tell. People consider the projects that were there before the hype. They consider them like the OG projects. Uh, I would say the you know the buzzing boomers are considered OG, but like at the end of OG of the OG period, we just came in at the end and we still hung out with all the OG projects and we have space with them all the time. But yeah, we came at the end, and then then you have of course you know the the one hundred other projects which basically started development last week. Uh, I'm not going to say they're all soft rocks. It's, it's, you really can't tell at this point, right? Maybe people just see, hey, this is a cool chain to build. Let me try building here. Uh, yeah, but for investors, it's going it's, it's to be tricky. I mean, the OGs to a certain extent are a safer bet because they've been building for, you know, three, four months. They have a smaller chance of rugging uh, comparatively to those projects, you know, that are building a week in advance and then minting. But yeah, you you got to have to pay attention. Uh I know Apple Mingos is great with their alpha and, and really, you know, calling projects out if they're total shit. Uh, I know a few other projects are as well. So I would say, you know, make sure you get into one or two projects with, with good alpha and, and the, that can help you, especially as a new investor coming from near, coming from Solana. Uh, if you can do your own research, make sure you join a community that, that to a certain extent can, you know, see through the bullshit because of the 120, at least 60 are going to be slow rocks or just hard rocks. At the very least, I'd say. How's the? I'm curious. Cause, you know, Aptos coming in. Really, I mean, like Daniel and I definitely thought, you know, like the L1 chains might be ended, and then Aptos came along. So a lot of the investors, I would assume, especially coming into Aptos now, and the projects, they're coming from other chains. Do you think individual like loyalty is to their original projects, kind of their home bases, like say in near Solano or ETH or whatever chain, or are you seeing like completely new organic communities getting built up where they kind of like really feel like they're Aptos first? Uh, I I feel like most projects are Aptos first, at least from the you know the OG generation because they all came with a specific purpose, a specific vibe. Uh, yes, a lot of these builders are new, but basically they took what they learned in other chains and they really brought it to Aptos. Uh, you know, Brabash is a great example. Most of those guys came from uh, ASAC, not the ASAC team, but they hung around the ASAC server a lot, you know, and they really liked that vibe. And they decided to start their own thing and, and you know, build it on Aptos and, and trying to build like that vibe over there. Uh, and I, I feel like it worked. It helped that they were, you know, advised by ASAC a bit, like Rocky helped them out. Uh, and I think a few other projects are like that as well. Atomingos, you know, obviously they, they're also trying their own thing with the alpha and their whole code. Uh, some of them are just, you know, taking over and, and copying their community on other chains on Aptos. But I would say, in my opinion, so far, it really feels like those are, that are trying to build something are really building this Aptos community, like its own ecosystem with its own influencers with their own people uh so yeah i don't really feel like most projects have like a loyalty to another chain uh speaking for myself uh as some of you know i'm I'm also working on mara i'm working on mara and boomers uh i consider aptos and and boomers kind of like the bar where i hang out in the weekends like it's the place where i chill it's a place where i'm more casual but where we fuck around a lot more Compared to Mara, which is like a you know a serious project with a serious artist, uh, 
I'm not going to be, you know, airdropping random ass, you know, penises or dildos to people in Mara. It's never going to happen. But an Aptos, uh, that's exactly the type of fight I want to create. Uh, that's funny. Nice, nice little chat there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I want to, I want to jump into uh, to trade port here, kind of do a little discussion with these guys uh, because I know we had them on a few months ago. Uh, we talked then, and then uh, we were also hanging out with uh, Daniel and Aurelius and uh, Kelani in Portugal. So that was a good time. Um, so yeah, I just want to see. Uh, I want you guys to share what you've been up to, kind of what's new with Trade Poor, what you guys got going on, and we can get into all that. Yeah, I, I was sad I missed Portugal. Unfortunately, I was in a different part of Europe. But um, yeah, just kind of, I mean, I was seeing most people on the call. You know, Trade Poor is a cross marketplace aggregator. So we kind of give like what we call the official view of um, any ecosystem that we're inside, so the true floor. So you can see listings across every marketplace and list into every marketplace. So rather than kind of forcing a user to trade off liquidity by, say, only listing on Tradeport or only listing on one marketplace, you can list to all of them at one time. And kind of our main goal is just to give the best trading experience possible. So that's where we've been. Um, we've been in near for almost two months now. It's. I hope people enjoy the product. I mean, we've gotten you know, a lot of support and we've really loved kind of the near community. I've been very, very supportive, especially ASAC. And um, that's what we've been working on. I mean, the, or that's, you know, what we've been doing for the last two months. We do have some really exciting features to drop um, early next week. So um, Daniel, you good if I leak some alpha here for next week's release? You're, you're, you're going to anyways. So. <laughs> Well, I'll let you do it. I won't ruin it. You're a little bit more conservative on what we should actually share. I'll just open my big mouth and everything will come out. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, yeah, I mean, some of the, obviously we, we came out with, um, you know, the aggregated view, um, made some, and, and the, like, being able to list to, to every marketplace, have added some new features along the way quality of life improvements. Uh, we also added, you know, community marketplaces where you can list with um, community marketplaces like the ASAC community marketplace. Um, and uh, you can list any, any items with them, uh, which we think is a, a really interesting feature that we haven't seen elsewhere. And basically any, you know, any project could have their own community marketplace like that without having to, to build their own um, their own front end or kind of drive people to their own marketplace. Um, so that's the great thing about doing that on an aggregator. Right. Uh, so we dropped that a couple weeks ago. And then coming up, we have a uh, new iteration of your gallery. And we'll start car calling it portfolio because there's going to be some really good portfolio statistics there um, to help you uh, track uh, all your DGN activities uh, more closely. Uh, in some cases, may may see how down bad you are or how up big you are. Um, but it'll be a really interesting portfolio view. I think I think you guys will like that. Um, we have long-awaited bidding features coming, um, so you can 
um, you know, accept bids from any of the marketplaces that you have bids on and you can place bids as well. Um, but excited for the, you know, the release portfolio view and then to see kind of the, the feedback that you guys have on it um, and how we can improve on that. We have first iteration coming next week, I guess, and then uh, another iteration that'll be really interesting and a few more weeks after that. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause I've, I've been going on trade court and it seems like you guys already have like a really solid kind of portfolio tracker for the NFT side of things at least. So I'm, I'm super interested to see what this, uh, what you guys are going to be dropping next week. But um, yeah, we did. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we actually do have a community marketplace with um, trade port. And um, I was just wondering if you, you could go into a little more depth about, what that is and what that means for the for the people in here that might not know exactly what that is. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of an interesting concept, you know, Daniel and I and Lewis as well, you know, as we were chatting, I think like as a user on a chain, when you start to think about like, where's your loyalty actually, right? You have like chain loyalty, maybe to near or to Bitcoin or to ETH or whatever. Um, and then there's the marketplaces, which do a service for us, right, where they help with transactions. But we actually spend the most of our time is inside of our communities. So inside of our NFT projects, our favorite NFT project, like that's our community, that's our friends. And for NFT projects, for most of them, right, their primary revenue source is through mints, um, you know, with great art and building community. And then they earn royalties on um, every trade that happens. But if you're in like a really killer community, you don't actually want to trade your NFT. So like if I'm in ASAC, I don't want to sell my ASAC. Um, so they're never going to get the royalty off of my trade because like I'm never going to sell it. Um, so what we wanted to do with community marketplaces and iterations that we've done that we've seen is, you know, say like a NFT community will build their own white label marketplace where you can only list say that specific NFT. But right. I don't want to sell it. And, but what I would do is I've got, you know, 50 other or 200 or a thousand other NFTs that when I sell them, I'd actually like those commissions to go to my favorite project. And so that's what we call community marketplace, where it's like a fully functioning marketplace where you can list your near not in an ASAC marketplace. So when that sells the commission goes to ASAC. Um, so we think that's a very cool concept, even within that chain, but what we're going to continue supporting is, as Tradeport itself, you know, we see ourselves as an aggregator first. Like we want to aggregate all the supply across every chain. And you'll see that, especially over the coming year, as we add a lot more chains. Um, but we want these NFT communities to be able to kind of grow with us. We don't have to necessarily launch a new NFT project on another chain. But if you've got a really loyal group, you can launch a marketplace on, say, say on Aptos or on um, Soul or on ETH. And your community can trade through that. So you can have your home base and the chain that you originally minted on, but you can have marketplaces over every other chain and we'll give you first class support. So, you know, it's very interesting, even inside the near ecosystem is sure process still a lot of the volume because a lot of liquidity is there, but, you know, pretty much we're oscillating between 20 and 25% of the listings inside of Tradeport. So, all the eyes are still on Tradeport, even if not all the listings are going through there and you get first class support. So we'll always support these like third party community 
marketplaces and you know we would love to see like more and more marketplaces get launched but um, it's important for there to be an aggregator that's going to support those and that's the position we want to play yeah it's definitely very interesting i've been uh, i've been using it a little bit here and there because uh, i know we we have the asac one i think there's the uh the megapont one on stacks as well um but i'm just wondering if um you guys have any plans of doing any more near community marketplaces in the in the near future yeah definitely um I'm, we're constantly kind of reaching out to projects and seeing if they want to do it any project who wants to we're happy to launch and support them um we're also working with a couple of the other organizations within the near ecosystem that you want to think primarily marketplace first um that they are gonna, you're going to see more and more of those marketplaces pop up if you're a user of that application you'll be able to support them so um yeah we're seeing a lot more and even in the stacks ecosystem we probably have three or four in the pipeline sweet I'd love to hear that um so i remember last last time you guys were on there was a pretty big emphasis on kind of the api and the indexing infrastructure that you guys were building out um so i'm just wondering how that's been and you give us some details on that what's what's been going on with that kind of stuff yeah so i mean long story short for those who weren't on the last one um we primarily focused on um nft aggregation on any chain that we're in um but just like tracking say the history of an nft and knowing its metadata isn't super useful when you're building an application right it's just kind of like reading the newspaper paper it's just raw information what we want to do is we actually want to unlock those assets because um, at any given time, right, an NFT could have an approval for it to be traded on multiple marketplaces and you need to keep track of that. And that's actually, you know, even if you look at, um, and we've reached out to them to help them with this as well, but if you see some of the issues with existing marketplaces right now where an NFT will get listed on their marketplace, but it gets sold on another that listing will go stale on their marketplace and they don't know about it because they're not tracking the state of every marketplace on a chain. And so what we do is we track kind of all state, we build up state layers for the entire chain. So we know like every NFT that's listed inside of us, all the staking contracts, we know the list price and approvals across every marketplace, anything that touches an NFT, we know the true state of that. And we reveal that into an API to make it much easier for builders to kind of get up and running. So currently we've been, and we made announcements with this, working with Meteor Wallet. Meteor Wallet has been building on top of us. So here very shortly, within the next two weeks, they'll be releasing their wallet with full um, NFT aggregation information. So you'll be able to actually go in your wallet and see your NFTs. Um, and then the same thing with um, Dojo Finance as well. So um, we've been working with wallets and then um, talking to quite a few other projects as well that are already building on top of our API infrastructure. Yeah. And that's been, it's been good fun to see, you know, adoption and uh, near on that. And, you know, chatting with folks at uh, NearCon was, <clears throat> was really great because especially people who are currently working on projects, when we described what they could do with the API, <laughs> they were like, yeah, you know, it's just kind of like light bulb went off in their head of, oh, I don't have to do all this, you know, indexing work uh, to get all this data from the chain that I was going to have to do, even though it's not my product. I can just build the front end 
and focus on what I actually want to build rather than all this preliminary work. Um, and then being able to see that kind of come to fruition with who we're working with currently is great. And, uh, you know, we, we saw that on stacks as well. And, you know, look forward to continuing to, to do that with more people. And, you know, in addition, it's, it's fun too to see them build that because it also enables them to grow with us. Um, you know, as we go to other chains, um, it'll be fairly easy for any of those projects to integrate those chains as well uh, with the API because it's the same data format. Um, you know, we standardize the data format through our API. Um, whereas if they were building on a different chain uh, from scratch themselves, they'd have to go and redo all of that work essentially. Um, so yeah, uh, been been going well there and look forward to continuing to, to work with more projects on there and just help people build more efficiently and, and faster and kind of give them more opportunities. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if anyone in here is trying to work on something like that, don't be shy to hit these guys up. Uh, they'll definitely make your life a lot easier. Um, but I'm just wondering if uh, if you've kind of started working with or providing these kind of services to any of the existing or upcoming marketplaces on on near or I guess stacks as well um, yet on on stacks we um, provide our API to, to one of the marketplaces there it was actually a um, a collection that launched um, but then they they launched a marketplace as well um, megapont so they uh, they're the, the biggest um, collection on stacks and they have a marketplace so that um that's been great it, i mean they essentially all they had to do was build the front end and they could run their entire marketplace on our back end uh api um we haven't uh we, we're not currently working with any of the marketplaces on near um but i think it could be a really good fit for for anyone who's um you know who's interested in it because um yeah basically they could just focus on making a really good front end experience yeah because i I guess it doesn't really make sense to have all these different projects just kind of um like grueling through the same process over and over when they could just get it um from you guys you know what i mean i guess that's the way i see it but um i think it's it's one of those like interesting I mean, I don't know that's a secret, but when you talk to founders in the space, it definitely clicks for them. I mean, this is probably, I mean, we may be biased, but I've talked to enough founders who have been around long enough. I mean, this is like the greatest pain point for most people as they want to build inside Web3. And I think that's why, you know, we've seen a lot of pro- proliferation of like very similar apps. And then you go to each ecosystem and it kind of has its own version. A lot of the reasons it's so hard to build in the NF, like build applications on top of NFTs and we're not seeing like super advanced ones because the indexing problem is so hard. So like any project that you see that has like an NFT on their website pretty much and their tracking state or there's movement, I mean, they're probably spending hundreds of thousands of that and they probably have two full-time devs just to work on that problem. And that's kind of our main goal is like, let's just alleviate this. Let's create a standardized format across chains so people can really focus on what makes their product good 
rather than worrying about kind of all the plumbing. And that's kind of how we see ourselves as like a logistics company and a procurement company for digital assets. And then you can build whatever business you want on top of it. Yeah. And to hit on that, I guess a little bit more to, you know, uh, our goal is to basically help people, help companies in these ecosystems, help builders in these ecosystems move faster and uh, more inexpensively than uh, than they would building on their own. Because um, like Josh said, it's going to cost you, you know, uh, at least one or two engineers working on this full time um, to, to get it done. And then you have maintenance too that's, that's going to continue if you want to have like robust indexing. And then if you want to have really robust indexing, it's going to take more than that. So um, yeah, this is a way for people to, it eventually people will not be working on this, you know, duplicating all their efforts. I mean, you see in web two, there's plenty of um, examples of this where people kind of, you know, start using third party services to, to power their infrastructure. So, um, you know, this will this will go that way, um, and we want to just b- basically help people um, be more efficient as they as they build. Sweet, and then uh, so I know we were, we were talking about Aptos earlier, so I'm just curious uh, if you guys plan on um, expanding out to Aptos because I know you are a uh, multi-chain platform. So I'm just curious on what your thoughts on that is. I, I can say this for sure that we will be on every chain at some point <laughs> and probably sooner than a lot of people think. I mean, we're definitely watching Aptos um, very, very closely and it's very high on the radar and we will be there at some point without giving too much away. Nice. Did I do better there, Daniel? Usually I just it, uh, it, it's vomit it all out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking but, forward to it. Yeah. I mean, you can, I mean, definitely within the next eight months, um, you can ex- definitely expect to see East Solana, Aptos, kind of the whole nine yards. So that's very nice. Um, and then I just kind of had one more question, uh, kind of related to the, the API and infra- uh, indexing infrastructure. Um, so right now it's currently focused on kind of the whole NFT scene. But I'm wondering if you're going to be able to um, bridge that over to more um, Web3 type applications, maybe DeFi. I mean, I don't really know what kind of indexing other type of projects need, but I'm wondering if that's something you guys have thought of kind of um, expanding beyond just NFTs eventually. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the indexing is indexing and, you know, what we really... So, I mean, at the end of the day, like all the DeFi transactions are already there. Well, we haven't done yet just because we've been pretty knee deep inside the NFT ecosystem because because of the Tradeport UI is build the state layers for all the DeFi protocols. Um, so yes, we will be there. Um, I think we right now we pretty much focus on NFTs because you know that one in itself is a very hard problem, but the DeFi layer will come um, next and. A lot of the data is already there. It's just doing kind of engineering work to build up those state layers so you can actually see what's going on inside of a DeFi smart contract. That sounds awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I've been using Tradeport. I love it. Um, I'm sure you guys are going to keep delivering. I'm looking forward to that uh, 
that update next week for sure. But uh, I'm just wondering if there's anything else you guys wanted to to mention or anything else we might have missed, and then we'll uh, jump on over to the bus and boomers, see what they got going on. Daniel, you got anything? I don't have anything else. Um, just just want to say I've been having having fun in the space. So I went back to Lisbon um, a couple of weeks ago and, and missed not seeing you guys there. So wow, um, it, it's been fun fun hanging with you, all you guys and in, in near and it's a it's a great community. So um, yeah, just look forward to continuing to to meet new people in near and, and work with everyone we've worked with already. I would also say uh, we love the love that you guys have given us, but also don't be afraid to throw some punches. If you see things that need to be improved, we're always very open to feedback. And um, I think everybody's kind of noticed this, but we try to move very quickly on improvements, especially when they're brought up by our users. We really care about just like building the best training experience possible. So feel free to critique us. We'll take it on the chin and uh, we always know we can improve. Yeah. Um, He's not lying when he says they they take um, user, um, uh, what's it called, uh, request at speed. Uh, we're in Lisbon at like some some after party, I think, and they're like, "Oh, what do you want to see?" And I was I just kind of mentioned like, "Oh, it'd be cool to see uh, kind of the the journey of an NFT. I guess you could call it like where it started, where it's been, kind of who made money on it." And then I wake up whatever nine a.m. next morning this conversation was like 12 a.m. and they're already done like eight hours after we talked about it. I have no idea how I think they might be using some kind of ancient magic techniques or something, but um, definitely check them out. And uh, yeah, these guys, these guys are legit. So yeah, I just want to say thank you guys for coming on. That was a good chat. It's always good catching up with you guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah. yeah thanks. It's fun. Yeah, man, we'll uh, we'll see if there's any questions towards the end, but um, we're just gonna switch on over to the the bus and boomers here, see what they got cooking up uh, over on Aptos. What up? What up? Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm I'm bullish on trade part. Uh, whenever I need to buy something on here, I use the website. Uh, I saw the widget they made uh, for the UMX website. Also, you know, real dope. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that. Uh, so yeah, we're the Bussing Boomers. Uh, we are a collection on Aptos created by a team of near veterans, I would say. We are, our main artist is Pat Patchy. She's a moderator at Mara and she also does art. Uh, we have Iblis, who worked on Cartel. Uh, also super hardworking guy. He's also a one-of-one artist and he does a bunch of stuff on Solana. Uh, and we have me, Goudsvis, uh I worked and am working also on Mara. Uh, I think it's best if I share a bit about myself and why I wanted to create the Bussing Boomers. I think that really, really gives people some context. So I am from a small town in the Netherlands and uh, I grew up in a martial arts family. Uh, we had a dojo. Uh, we teach Kung Fu. Uh, almost everyone in my family has a black belt. Uh, and there was this, there's this other dojo in our city. Uh, which also teaches Kung Fu. So there's like a, it's like a competition between us to be the best and our families don't really like each other. Uh, but, you know, they had this, they had this, uh, their, uh, the one who was going to inherit their dojo was this super cute girl. You know, I went with her to high school. I really liked her. I really felt, felt like we had a click. 
but I knew she only liked strong men, right? So I knew if I wasn't the strongest guy in the dojo, if I didn't, you know, beat her at a martial art tournament or whatever, she was never going to go for me. So I really gave martial arts my all. I didn't really focus on NFTs. I thought it was a bunch of nerd shit. Uh, so yeah, for me, it was just, you know, eat, drink a protein shake, practice martial arts, go to school, come back, drink another protein shake, practice martial arts. Uh, and when I was 21, you know, the, the, the big martial arts competition was there. So, you know, I was ready. My body was like sculpted. It was almost perfect. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I trained, I fought in a martial art competition. I almost made it to the finals, um, through my hard work. And when I looked into the audience during the finals, I saw that she wasn't even there. And that broke my heart. And that, that's when I lost concentration and it's when I lost the competition. It was only later that I found out she went with this guy, you know, she met in, in college. I didn't even know of. Uh, he was called Rocky. He made like an NFT collection of like pixelated monkeys. Uh, so yeah, I gave up martial arts. I was like, fuck this shit. I didn't get the girl. I didn't get to spend some time in high school doing fun stuff. I only was, you know, fighting these wooden wooden blocks and doing push-ups and shit. So that's why I, I started busting boomers. Uh... <laughs> this is the best <laughs> troll ever. Oh, my gosh. I was on the edge of my seat. I'm dying right now. That's, that's, <laughs> that's actually... Uh, I'm, I'm incredibly moved. That was a touching story. Um, you know, it's, it's just great to see things with... Uh, with a purpose, you know, and that I couldn't think of a better purpose. Um, you know, some similar things has happened to me. Rocky is pretty well known for doing stuff like that. So I don't blame you. But, um, you know, it's, it's that kind of fire inside that really uh, turns NFT projects into into great NFT projects. For sure. You know, all, all great artists created from pain. <laughs> and I think that is why Rembrandt, Rembrandt cut off his ear, right? Right, right, right. So as he could just uh, do some better art, I guess. Eh? Do your artists um, cut off their ears or anything like that? No, no, no. I just work them to the bone, and uh, and I and I use that pain to make my own art better. I like it. You no, know, the art of marketing. <laughs> yeah, I mean they do say uh, storytelling sells, so I think I think you got that. It was a beautiful story you told there, and. Uh, I'm sure that'll translate into the success of your NFT project, like they say. But yeah, I mean, incredible, incredible backstory there. I know I enjoyed it. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure everyone else did as well. But um, what what are, what are the bus and boomers gonna gonna achieve? What are your what are your hopes and aspirations for the bus and boomers? So yeah. Uh, yeah, Basic Boomers is, is what I like to call like the project that I want to see in the world, right? It's, it's basically uh, all the things I liked about all the NFT projects I was involved in uh, combined to a certain extent. Uh, I would say the vibe I want to create is like, it's a bit of ASAC. It's a bit of, you know, uh, NFTs on a stick. You know, the real near OGs know that one. Uh, I liked like, I like reward systems that reward users who contribute to a project you know i'm very bullish on stuff like uh rate to earn uh there's this project on solana I, I forgot the name but they're doing like this diamond hand reward system where the longer you hold an nft the more benefits you get 
So basically, I wanted to create this super chill place where people can hang out. Uh, you know, I'm going to be hanging out there myself. I hate it when, you know, community projects don't actually have the team hanging out, but it's just a bunch of mods uh, trying to keep the community active. No, it's really going to be the team hanging out. We're going to do spaces. Uh, we're, you know, I'm going to stream a lot of Call of Duty next week when it comes out. Uh, we're going to be focused on rewarding our users. We're going to use a part of the Mint funds for that. You can think of reward systems like rate to earn, uh, but you want to take it a step further. Uh, we think, you know, the strongest thing you could do in a forum project is activate your community. And it's one of the trickiest things to do. And it's a thing most projects fail at. Uh, I don't think supply matters, even though, you know, because we have so much trouble activating communities in general, that's why big supply projects do better because, you know, 1% of 10K is better than 1% of 1K, right? Uh, but if you can bring that 1% up to 10%, then even a 1K project can compete with 10K. Uh, and activating people is all about, first of all, creating, you know, a chill vibe, a place where you actually want to hang out, building a home base, building the habit of them checking in, right? You really need to create like this power of habit, which is why games use things like uh, daily login bonuses, right? As long as you log in every day, it becomes a habit. And for an NFT project to do that, you would need a reward system or a reason for these people to check in every day. And it could be, you know, or every week, it could be stuff like spaces or games, but it could also be like uh, stuff like the ghost kid that I was doing. They have this whole rate to earn system where you also have daily login bonuses and you have like this season pass that's free and every level you gain, you gain certain rewards. Uh, and I think those systems are very interesting. And I think those systems are what you need to activate your community. And once you have the community activated, then you can do great things, right? Imagine an NFT community where every tweet you do or every rate you do has 500 replies, 500 retweets. Like the amount of people and the reach that a community would have is insane. Right? I don't think even the gods, except for, you know, when Frank posts or when the official Twitter posts, they don't get 500 replies. You know, only the highest of influencer tiers get that. Uh, and I think the first one to manage that on Aptos is going to be, you know, a blue chip and it's going to take over Aptos and then, you know, move on to taking over like Web3 in general. Uh, so that's basically my stance on community. Uh, if we're talking about utility, uh, you know, we do have dev capacity available. I think people always assume we're like this super degenerate project that's never going to build anything. And, you know, uh, but it's not the case. Uh, the way I see it, the stuff I want to build is whenever someone says, says online or, you know, on a Twitter space, like, look at this stupid shit they built on Aptos. I want the other person to reply, was it boomers again? And I want it to always be boomers. Every time you see something, and you think of, why would someone hire a dev to do this? That's the stupidest shit I've seen all year. Uh, that's what we're going to build. And we have some ideas in mind. Uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be Dejan. Uh, for those of you who've, who've been in our quizzes, we do like this weekly uh, Twitter space where it's like half comedy show, half Twitter quiz, and it's founders, and they have to make up stupid answers. Uh, we're, we're thinking of building something in regards to that. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, I think if we do it, we're going to be the first one to do it. We're probably even going to be the only one to do it because it's pretty stupid. Uh, 
But uh, I think it's going to be a blast. I think our community is going to enjoy it. And uh, that's what we're all about. Stuff we build has to be fun. It has to be fun for us to build. It has to be fun for our community. Uh, yeah, it's all about the fun for us. I love the sounds of that. Um, because, yeah, like you were mentioning, it's, it's interesting what you are mentioning before, kind of taking like a gamified approach to the whole community aspect. Um, like the season pass or whatever, kind of um, leveling up and stuff in terms of community interaction. I think that's really cool. I haven't really seen too much of that kind of thing personally. Uh, is that that's something you said you guys are planning on doing, right? Uh, yeah, not just planning on doing. We're already doing it to a certain extent. Oh, nice. uh, we did this whole nipple lasers versus eye laser event, right? Where we made like four or five nipple laser profile pictures and five eye laser profile pictures uh for those who haven't seen them our nipple lasers are amazing they're going to be a super rare attribute uh and we had like this gamified approach where everyone had to raid on twitter and represent their faction and they could do that by retweets uh we also had some things in the discord and in the end the winner was chosen uh so yeah i think stuff like you know season passes but also seasonal events uh really make sense for nfts right because they're this profile picture that we attach our value to uh and in, in in if you take video games for example you build a character right to a certain extent and then you uh if you take a game like sims you put different clothes on them but you really want to customize it to what you feel represents you uh and there are two ways. You could keep it static, and the, the longer you are with that NFT, the more you feel like it represents you, or you could make it dynamic and where the clothing changes. And you can make it fit you better. Uh, and for us, we think the right approach is somewhere in the middle. It's where you have this pretty static NFT that you build this attachment to, but we plan to have uh, our users to have the option to change it depending on the season and the event that we're running. And we're not sure if we're going to do this on chain yet. We might, if it makes sense. Uh, it might, you know, mess up the rarities a bit. So we're still not completely set on that. But functionally, right, changing NFTs isn't rocket science. Uh, changing metadata. Uh, for example, you know, Halloween is coming up. Uh, I would think it's pretty cool. You know, if the NFTs I rock, I was able to rock an NFT version of my NFT. Uh, you know, and without it being like a separate generation two drop or stuff like that. So that's all stuff we're very interested in. Uh, we are still exploring that option with move. And after mint, we will upskill our dev capacity to get those things out of the door a little bit faster. Uh, but yeah, we, we really feel like the gamified approach and we, we basically see an NFT collection as a, as like this MMORPG, right? As like a NFTs as a servers where a large portion of royalties and funds should go into keeping things fresh, keeping the community active, giving them a reason to come back every day, every week. Uh, and that's really where our focus is going to be. Right, right, right. I like the sounds of that. Um, I just want to kind of touch on something you mentioned earlier about um, like keeping the community engaged and keeping them wanting to come back. Like, I think that's probably one of the main reasons um, like ASAC was so successful is just because it's such a strong community. People actually wanted to spend time in there. People are uh, building relationships amongst themselves, hanging out in there. It's just some good laughs, a good time. So I'd like, 
I think that definitely is a good approach. I mean, it doesn't really matter what kind of utility you have. You can have the best utility, but if no one wants to hang out in there, it's it's not really going to make it too far. Um, yeah, for yeah. sure. And, uh, you know, a large part of it is just showing up. Yeah. I mean, of course, if you have a vibe and people, you know, and you're, you have a personality where people vibe with you, that's always better. But, uh, you know, you know, I've been in ASAC a lot. Uh, a lot of times when I went for like my morning walk, when I was waking up, I spent some time uh, in the ASAC spaces because you guys were always hanging out, always talking mad shit. Uh, and if any of those spaces or talks ever got public, all of us would get canceled. That's for sure. But it shows that the ASAC team was there every day hanging out. Yeah. And, and that's very rare. You would think, you know, with 90% of NFTs being air quotes, community projects there would be a lot of teams hanging out 24 7 but they really aren't yeah yeah i think it's definitely like one of the biggest factors for sure because i know me at least if i see a project and the team's never around that's that's definitely a red flag you know um like if, if someone has an nft project they should be they should be like rocky like master prestige in the discord like 10 10 million messages sent always hanging out um but yeah and also something you mentioned earlier about um you want to have like 500 replies on every on every tweet you put out um i truly think that the best marketing for like an nft project is having a strong community that that does that kind of stuff on twitter you know what i mean um because you can only you can only market so much from from one account but if you have let's say 500 accounts, the reach is just insane. Kind of like what you were mentioned earlier. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when we started on Aptos, we weren't underdog, right? You had, pro- you had projects like Aptomingos, Probears, they were already hyped. Uh, we didn't have much when we came in, but what we focused on from day one is uh, we took, you know, the people in stick NFT, we took like the core 10, uh, you know, the hardcore, the homies, we took them with us and we implemented this rate to earn system where for every rate you're earning these boomer tokens. Uh, and these boomer tokens can be used for raffles. And, you know, we almost every time you raffled worthless stuff, right? Every time we need to raffle something, we just buy something extremely cheap uh, that looks funny. Uh, you know, I think the most valuable thing we raffled was maybe worth 15 bucks at most. Right, so it's 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 not really about oh I'm gonna I'm gonna earn a living wage by raiding. No, it's about first of all motivating people and valuing people and making sure people are hyped up when you raid. Like hey, post post a reply if you raid it, and, and you make sure you thank the people. You really you know create this sense of you're all in it together. But then you also have these gamified systems like these raid to earn, where you're earning these tokens and you can collect these tokens and you can use them for raffles and if and in the future you might be able to use them for other stuff. Uh, and all those things create like this vibrant like raiding community where it's almost like a game for them, right? We we actually have a raiding leaderboard in our server. You can see who raided the most. I like that, man. It's like a whole like you, it seems like you're taking a real uh, kind of gamified approach to the whole like I guess marketing side of things and community side of things. I'm interested to see how that how that pans out. Yeah, oh, you know, over the long term, it's about balance. You don't, you don't really want people to just show up for the rewards. So it's it's very important that uh, 
that there's a certain fun aspect in it, right? That people are not trying to do it as like a job, as like, you know, how people played Axie Infinity, where they don't even enjoy the game. They just want to earn money. Uh, yeah, it's about making it low effort, making the rewards fun. Uh, I can truly see us just dropping fun art. You know, there's not going to be worth anything uh, and dropping it to our users who, as a reward for rating. Or maybe it's a, you know, a customized NFT that they can earn. It's, it really doesn't have to be like monetary, the reward. Uh, and I think if we've managed to find the right balance, and I think we have so far, but you know, after Mint is when the real challenge starts, uh, then I think, uh, you know, we're going to be great. We're going to, going to reach to the top, we're going to make it to the top. And then, uh, we're going to flip D gods. We're going to flip board age out club. And then I'll probably retire in a villa. Retire in a villa. Yeah, I like that. Uh, well, where would you get this villa? Are you going to go back to your, uh, your small town, your small uh, martial arts town in the Netherlands? Or No, I never want to see the girl ever again. He's probably in a cafe, you know, French kissing, Rocky, like that's not the type of vibe. I'll probably move to another country. That's how far away I want to be from this. <laughs> yeah, but um, I mean, you mentioned like, just kind of dropping this this fun art for community, and I mean, if you guys make it to the top, like uh, like it sounds like you're gonna do, I'm sure that that little fun art might be uh, quite valuable to uh, collectors one day, especially if Aptos takes off or whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we actually, you know, the whole team is, is getting a salary. They're not getting a lump sum after Mint. And it's going to be performance-based. And it includes our artists. So that okay. basically it means for every month after Mint, right, if our artist wants to make money and she wants to earn, it's about continually providing art. Uh, and it doesn't have to be new NFTs. It could also mean building the backstory of Boomers. Boomers does have a backstory. Uh it's extremely stupid, but it, it's, it's open enough where you can really go any direction with it. Uh, we can build that through comics. We can build that to, you know, our sub DAO releasing art. It's, it's all this stuff you can do to really create this vibe and this atmosphere. And that's why I found it important to really, you know, keep the artist on retainer and on a salary so you can continually evolve the story, evolve the vibe in the surfer, uh, create customizable, you know, things for the NFTs. Yeah, kind of just incentivizing the team to kind of keep pushing all the way through. Seems like a good approach to me. Yeah, I, I think it's important, right? I think, you know, to a certain extent, while, you know, it is pre-funded by the community, uh, you are working for the community and uh, together with the community. Uh, and if, you know, any team member gets like 50K on, on their bank account, right? what reason do they have to stick around besides, uh, you know, royalties? And of course, you know, that, that's why slow rocks happen, right? People just hang around. But I, I feel like a team should be responsible and also be have some form of responsibility towards their holders. Uh, you know, I think, you know, I want to do it like D-Gods, posting what you do every day. You know, we all have day jobs. Not every day is going to be equally productive. But I think a weekly or bi-weekly update about what's been done what the progress is, uh, what the issues are that you're facing could really help make the community feel involved. Uh, and it could also make the rest of the team members feel involved because everyone is seeing, you know, concretely and publicly 
what the rest of the team members are doing. They all have to basically, you know, uh, show what they are doing to the community. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and of course, you know, a great team that's super motivated doesn't need that. Uh, I'm not saying our team needs it, but I think that's the way I believe every NFT project should be run to a certain extent. You can't, of course, tell everything. If you're building something behind the scenes, you can't really, you know, show half a piece and spoil the surprise. But the community deserves to know that the team is working on stuff. Exactly, man. Because when someone um, buys one of your NFTs, mints one of your NFTs or whatever, they're basically investing in the team, right, to provide some kind of some kind of value, whether it's good community or some kind of utility or maybe a return on investment. So, so I definitely think transparency is super key. And when, when it's not transparent, that's when you kind of get into the rugs, you know what I mean? Even, even if it's not a rug, um, if, if the transparency isn't there, people are going to start asking questions. So it's definitely, definitely super key in my opinion, what you're, what you're bringing up there. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, so uh, we're going to have the weekly spaces. We're going to have bi-weekly reports. Uh, and of course, we're just going to hang out a lot. So we're going to be there daily. So anytime someone has a question like, hey, what are you working on or whatever, you know, we're going to be there to answer it. Uh, so yeah, you know, I'm bullish on the community so far. I think we were, you know, we have we have like this hard, this hardcore group of core people and it's slowly increasing. Right. Of course, not all, you know, 5K people who show up are going to become part of this core group. Right. This core group is formed over time as people spend time with the team and the project. But I'm, I'm really looking forward to growing that and, and to growing it into like this vibrant uh, community. And of course, we're going to do all the other stuff as well. We're going to have great alpha. Uh, we're going to have, uh, you know, whitelist spots from other top projects. You know, I put a lot of effort into hanging out with other projects and making sure those bonds are great. So, so we had a question. Zero, what's up, man? Yeah, uh, you said you're going to flip D-Gods and flip Bored Apes. Um, if Frankie's going to flip D-God, I mean, if Frank's going to flip Bored Apes, um, how are you going to, like, beat that? <laughs> well, you know, first off, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to shit on Frank because I think the whole Twitter ecosystem has already been doing that for, like, months. Uh, and also the guy is rich, so I am going to shit on him because who cares? He's rich. Uh, I think what Frank does is, is, is great, but he hasn't been following through, right, with the youth's art and stuff. Uh, he's great at Twitter marketing, right? But I don't think he really has his balls out. You know, end of the day, you know, he's rich already. He's not going to, you know, stand, stand on Web3 and have his balls on the table. And and that's what it's all about. In the end of the day, you're not going to reach it to the top if you're not hungry. And he's not hungry, you know. He's eating caviar and lobster and shit. I, I ate noodles today. You know, my balls are out. My balls are out right now. I mean, if Twitter Spaces had videos, I would show them. But, you know, that's a technical limitation. Might work on that as well. <laughs> so so you're telling me the nerds at um, Bayak... Um, has have their balls out. That's why they're number one. I don't think they got any balls. I think they had, but they've been put away um, quite a while ago, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure if you have to believe like the whole Nazi shit, but 
if it was truly a troll all along, then I would say they had their balls out all the way until they became famous. Now they're like, no, we're not Nazis. We're like this mainstream project with celebrities. You know, that's when they zipped up, you know, and put their balls back in. Right? Almost like when you, when you get punched in the balls and they go back into your body. Right? It's like that. And now they're just walking there, you know, ballers and suing people. And, you know, their balls out got them to number one. But now that they lost them, they're not going to stay number one forever. And, uh, yeah, you know... It's, it's either going to be, be me, Eptomingos, or Brow Bears because I've spoken to all those guys. They all got their balls out. I think it's just a matter of which one of us is going to have their balls out the longest. Well, that's a good analogy, bro. Um, but yeah, I definitely I definitely love those three projects. I've had had the Brow Bears on. I've had the Mingos on. I've also had um, Aptos, Monkeys, and Spooks. I mean, they all seem super solid so far. Um, but I do got Brad Bear's got a special place in my heart, you know. I grew up with them, and you know, we go way back. I know the devs, I go way back with the devs. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to all this Aptos hype. Um, Talk to you, you're not a dev. <laughs> What'd you say? Um, who needed to hear that heard it? Oh, sweet. You heard it here first. Oh, there's Tati as well, uh, lead engineer at Brow Bears apparently. But um, uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks for coming up, uh, Zero, Bussin' Boomers, and and Trayport. It was great. Um, I'm now just wondering if anyone in the audience had any kind of questions at all before we close it up. Sham, it looks like looks like Sham is um, pretty disappointed right now. I'm seeing thumbs down, so. Oh, there we go. There we go. That's that's what I like to see. Um, so if anyone has any questions, now's your chance to get on up here. Don't be shy. Oh, there we go. Let's see what SB's got to say. <laughs> I want to say that I love um, Tradeport and the Bust and Boomers and ASAC especially. And um tati is our senior uh, engineer and she is the best engineer in the world and um thanks thanks for coming up man appreciate you all the time hope you have a phenomenal day Love you, bud. Today. kisses Love you, bud. um it looks like we have a question here from black man black man near i'm gonna bring you up here my man What's up, champ? Um, uh, hello, guys. Hello, Isaac. Uh, hello, Rocky. Hello, Buzzing Boomers. Hello, Zero. Hello, SB. Hello, Joshua. Hello, everyone. It's been a while since I've been on one of the spaces. How's everything going? It's good, man. Yeah, I uh, I remember you. I've seen you. I've seen you around before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm fine, actually. I think the last time we were on spaces together was near kids i don't know if you remember that right yeah i do i do remember yeah, yeah how's it going oh it's, it's going great man it's good to see you again uh, yeah hope, hope everything's been well yeah yeah it's been good i just took like a minor break to feel some things up but i guess i'm good now 
There we go. Welcome back. Yeah, thank Great you. Great to have you back, man. Yeah, thank you. How's the ISA community, by the way? Uh, it's it's phenomenal. You know, it's 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 a little quiet. I mean, all of near is pretty quiet right now, but yeah, I got you know, pretty I good turnout in the spaces today. Yeah, feels nice. Um, I guess uh, I I I didn't I wasn't here when the spaces started, so I don't know if anyone could give me a recap of what um of what's going on with trade pods and um. Um, what buzzing beers, buzzing boomers are about? Sorry, I think I, I mixed up buzzing boomers. Yeah, probably. Yeah, sorry about that. Buzzing boomers, can you guys start over? <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry about that. I'm so sorry about that. But like, I don't know. Um, just like a minor recap, if that's possible. Yeah, sure. I mean, they're still here. Um, if you guys want to give give Black Man maybe a. A quick summary, or uh, yeah, it's up to you if you guys want to do that. Sure. Uh, imagine ASAC, but sexier, and if Rocky stole your girl. That's basically busting boomers. <laughs> oh, that sounds, that sounds so sexy. <laughs> and then trade port. Um, I'll, I'll do a summary. That's basically. Okay. Um, it's basically the Amazon of web of NFTs. Ah, I like, yeah, that. I like that. That's pretty good. That sounds nice. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nice. I guess uh, I'll check Triple out today. I'll uh, I'll open sure, up man. my near wallet after a very long time and I'll just see what's going on there. And then, dust uh, off that near wallet and and log <laughs> in and check it out. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah. Um, Black man, the space is also recorded, so if you wanna you wanna catch up. Yeah, that, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for that. I'll, I'll make sure to like um, listen over or something. You're welcome, my man. It's uh, it's yeah. good to see you again. Welcome back. Glad yeah, thank back. you. Glad you're back. Um but anyways, yeah, we're uh getting past the hour mark here, so uh I think we'll look to close it down. Um, if anyone else had a question, that was your last chance to get on up here. Oh, SB, I see that hand, buddy. Um, was just a quick question. How will you guys make sure that your community is both uh, diverse and inclusive um, on Aptos? If you can just make that clear uh, really quickly for me. Yeah, of course. First of all, for every 100 users, we will have an inclusivity officer. Right, so so their job yeah. is to insta ban anyone who says something that isn't completely inclusive. Based, uh, and that includes vowels. I think vowels aren't inclusive. I agree. So you're basically grouping certain parts of the alphabet together, and I don't think you can get any more racist than that. Um, that's a, that's a beautiful answer. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Is there any other questions? Uh... Or is that it? They're going to close it off on that highly intellectual question. Alrighty. Well, uh, looks like we're good on questions. Um, so that has been episode 33 of the Antisocial Show. Oh, I just want to say thank you uh, to all the audience for coming out. Hope you enjoyed today. And I want to give a special thanks to all our speakers, Trade Poor, Bus and Boomers, and then also everyone that, that came up to ask a question. Uh, appreciate all of you. Hope you enjoyed. 
And uh, yeah, I just want to say thank you very much to Boston Boomers and Tradeport for coming out. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you guys for sharing. Thanks for having us on. Oh, anytime, anytime. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. Take care. See you around. All righty. Thanks for coming out, guys. We'll catch you next week. Have a good one.